Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the Word. We pray that this sermon would be a blessing to you. We have the church at Ephesus and church at Smyrna. Um, we do not have to cover all that, okay? If we, if, if we do Ephesus tonight, fine. I just was not sure exactly what tonight would, would be like. And so I wanted to make sure we had a, uh, quite a bit of material uh, that if we need to fill it out, we could fill it out some, okay? All right, okay. I say, I'm sorry? Oh, okay. Uh, Kathy, would you ask God's blessing? We start on this new venture and that kind of thing. Yes. Men. Now, obviously, we're going to be doing uh, the, the churches of Revelation, if we can get to them. Uh, there will be uh, maybe a break in, in this uh, time of doing these churches because we already are, are committed to do the last week of Jesus and the crucifixion on time as best we can. So uh, there will be a break in that, and we'll, and we'll take time to do the Passion Week at least uh, and uh, also the uh, crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We'll, we'll do that in, in, our, in our group. Uh, so, but uh, tonight we're going to start this adventure, and this is the second and third chapter. Two chapters is, is, our, is our goal, and that's what we're aiming at of uh, the book of Revelation. Uh, and, and we'll have uh, the um, message to those churches will be on the board tonight, okay? I think the first one has seven verses, and, and so we'll go from there. Not part of this teaching, again, one of the dangers is that it turns into a lecture time, and we don't, we don't want to, to have just a lecture on, on these churches, okay? I don't want all that job anyway. Uh, so we, we, we're, we're not going to do what I'm going to do that. What we want to do is make this a learning experience together. That's really what we, what we uh, look for. Um, uh, laughing is almost mandatory. <laughs> uh, a lot of studies have been done. Oh, yeah. If you're willing to laugh in this process, you will learn more. You'll, okay, the, the second thing is if you speak up, if you, if you have a question or a comment and you do that, you will learn more than the average person here, okay? Uh, so uh, I, I, that is an invitation to you, okay? Because if you ask something and I don't know, I'll tell you, I don't know. That's not my job. Pastor told me I did not have to know everything to do this class. And so uh, that's, that's the way that way we'll be. So I'm not going to like give a, a lecture on the book of Revelation, how you view it and that kind of thing. Uh, we, we don't have to actually worry about that at this stage. I mean, you can if you want, and that's fine. 
we were moving this, this lady one time, speaking of it, worry. We were moving this lady, okay? It was in the church, and I had a pickup truck at the time. And if you got a pickup truck, somebody will expect you to haul something in it. Oh, yeah. that's, a, that's just the way it goes. That's why I don't have a pickup truck anymore. So we were loading up this, uh, for, and you know when you're loading up furniture, things seem to wobble around, you know, and bed frames and that kind of thing. Now, there, there's all of the church is there, you know, a bunch of guys are there, and, you know, we're toting this stuff out, and there's always a woman, too, in there telling us how to do that. And so I noticed, and I knew this, I knew this uh, uh, lady's mother. She had been to class and, you know, at church and that kind of thing, and and I could tell she was fretting about things. And I knew it was the things on the pickup truck that moved around, not knowing that when you get everything on there, it all solid up. You know? So I, I, I told her, and I could do this to her without hurting her feelings. She laughed about it. I said, uh, oh, you seem like you're concerned about this and worried about this. She said, yes, I am. I said, well, you sit there and you do the worrying because I'm not going to. And it probably needs to be done. So you just sit there and do the worrying, and I'll go ahead and we'll load this up. Okay. That will solve problems. There. We, so she did her job, and I did mine. That's good. Okay, so <laughs> take your time. Don't worry. Try not to, try not to worry. And uh, if, if I ask you, do you know what it means to play with ideas? Yeah, play with them. And sometimes they'll yield up their, their best to you when you treat them uh, not too seriously and not, not yeah, just, just, just treat them. And then pretty soon, oh, yes, and then you can accept it in. It'll become, become part of you and that kind of thing. Okay, that being the case, uh, we start, uh, oh, let's look, at, let's look at the churches all together here. Uh, this is a map picked out, uh, okay, um, and uh, you did a good job with that, uh, Pat Mose and, and that kind of thing, I thought Sunday morning, you did a really good job with that. Um, that there's Pat Mose where, where uh, John was exiled to there, um, but there's a pretty strong t tradition that he got out of that when Domitian died, okay, we don't want to do all history work here, okay? But there's a pretty good uh, tradition that when Domitian died, he was released from there, went back to Ephesus where uh, he was like the bishop of Ephesus. Uh, uh, we would call him pastors uh, of Ephesus and uh, then died there. And, uh, but he had the vision there at Patmos and then uh, went, went back uh, to Ephesus. But you see, uh, the seven churches start with Ephesus then Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis. But you see it's going in a, a clockwise motion, uh, and, and that was south, because the person carrying the letter would start out in, at, at Ephesus, then would go to Smyrna, Pergamum, and every, everybody would, would in turn get, get the message that they were specifically for, for that church. Besides, then they would get also the uh, book of Revelation as, as we know it. So, uh, and, oh, and that's Turkey, I think, today. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you want to look, at, look that up on a modern uh, map, and Ephesus just isn't there 
now. It, it just, uh, and the harbor is filled in and uh, the topography has really changed uh, since the time of, of the writing that we have, that we have here it was uh, much more of a, uh, oh, how do you say, a city of the world uh, than uh, it is right now. There's not much a city there at all. Yeah, Kim. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Uh, Patmos is a, uh, a small island that you could relegate, I'm sorry, that you could relegate somebody to is likely not to get off. It was the Alcatraz of the day. Yeah, that's a good, that's excellent way to put it. It was the Alcatraz of that day. Yeah, you could put somebody out there and it wasn't like a traffic going by and that kind of thing uh, to see them and you could, you could uh, get them uh, to stay there. Uh, I'm sorry, I missed something. Okay, uh, but that, that'll give you some idea of the area there. And you see where Corinth is over there, so you have some idea of Greece and, and that, that kind of thing. Uh, and, of course, then you have Jerusalem uh, down here. Um, and uh, if up there is Antioch. Uh, that's um, where uh, Paul and Barnabas started a mission work that, that we know of uh, today. Uh, I mean... That's where they instigated the kind of mission work that we do yet today. Uh, they instigated it there at Antioch. Uh, you would think it would come from Jerusalem, but it doesn't. It comes from Antioch, which was more of a Gentile church and uh, that kind of thing. Okay, let's go to our uh, uh, Ephesus, the church in Ephesus. Well, let's talk uh, about... Uh, the angel first. Now, I, I'm going to break it to you that when you're reading the Bible, and I want to remind you that there is no such thing as spiritual language. Let me tell you what I mean by that. The word angel, we think, I think of uh, someone from heaven or in heaven, Thank you. Someone from heaven or in heaven, you know, maybe with some wings and that kind of thing. Uh, that's what I think about, okay? But, but remember, there's, no, there's really no spiritual language, okay? There's only language. And usually it's rooted in reality. Right, that's not a good way to put it. Usually it has to do with a specific thing. Oh, let me, let me give you a couple. I'm sorry. Yes, I, I, I was kind of shying away from that, but yes, I was kind of, yes, you're exactly right, yeah. Uh, such as chair, uh, something like that. Uh, two, two of the words that have lost their real meaning in our language, is, uh, the, the two simple ones in the New Testament are deacon and baptism. Uh, you know, we, we, don't, we don't have a corresponding word in our language for baptism other than immersion. You see what I mean? Then, okay, so uh, we, we made it into a spiritual word. Well, there's no spiritual language, so it's lost its roots. So we have to go back and find, find its roots if, if we want to, to, to work with, with, that, with that word, okay? Uh, so it, it came about that a blacksmith would heat a piece of 
metal up and he'd want to cool it off and he'd put it, he'd baptize it in the bucket of water. That's what that, that's what that means, okay? And a deacon, when you only think of an office in the church now, but the, the, the word deacon, if we look back and we went up and we find out its root is a servant, one who serves tables. Yeah, okay, that's what I mean. So you, you can do that, okay? Now, we take it out, we make it in a spiritual language. Same way with the, the word angel. Angel simply means messenger. Now, the question here is where that messenger come from and where was he going? Is this messenger from heaven? Which we, we and, and here's the real problem with that, okay? The book of Revelation is filled with that, <laughs> with messengers from heaven, okay? Uh, I'm going to take this. Uh, um, this is the way I'm doing it, okay? And uh, argue with me later if you like. Oh, sorry, or argue with me now. Be fine. Is this is more like a church convention. They all come to see John. John has become number one. He's the only one left. That's how you do it. Yeah, he survived. Matter of fact, if you look at the gospel of John, is you, you, you'll see that there are two endings. And, and the second ending is there to say that Jesus did not say he was going to come back before John died because John's going to die. <laughs> so it, you know, and, and that's what that's what that is in there for. Is he, he didn't say you're you're going to die before I or I'll come back before you die. He didn't say that. that was, so I straightened that up. If you read the text, you 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 can see that that you have an ending. I think it's chapter twenty. At the end of chapter twenty, you have an ending, and then at the end of twenty-one, you have another ending. Well, they put it back on there because here he is. He's this old guy. And everybody wants to see him that has to do because he's the only witness left of Jesus Christ on earth. The only disciple left. So if you're going to get the real deal, you better get there early. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, uh, and I think, okay, that every one of these churches in the area, which are seven churches, had a convention there in Ephesus. And, and here is the messenger from the church of Ephesus, maybe even pastor. Mm -hmm. Maybe even pastor. We don't, I'm, I'm not, you know, there's always a danger reading too much into this stuff. You, you, you get that, okay. So here you have the angel of the church of Ephesus, and he says, write to them. This, so this message is to who? Yeah, Ephesus. The angel's going to take it there. But here's the message to that particular church. <clears throat> the, and pay special attention how Jesus is introduced. Because he's introduced different for every church. So, yeah. So the way he's introduced will tell you something about either the message or the church. Okay? In other words, we want to emphasize what, uh, this particular quality uh, of Jesus, all right? Uh, these are the words of him. Now, now, who is him? Jesus. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ. 
And the him is Jesus. These are the words of him. And, and how is he introduced here to the church? He holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. Well, now in Revelation, we're always pressed. What does it mean? We, because we know what is said has got another meaning. Amen? And you, and you, gotta, you just got to learn that. Now, if you're from the 60s, and somebody said, you don't have to be a weatherman to know which way the winds are blowing. <laughs> this is what I use all the time, okay, because it's the best one for me to use. That's not somebody trying to forecast whether it's going to rain tomorrow. The weatherman was a political, very aggressive political uh, group that was against the war. And... Uh, they were trying to change the way the wind blowed, not toward the war, but away from it. And, and Okay, that's enough. You, but you get the idea, all right? So if we, if we go back just before this, at the end of chapter 1, let me read it to you. Write, therefore, what you have seen, what is now and what will take place later the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand are the seven golden lampstands is this. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. Amen? All right? And the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Okay? And do you try to visualize this stuff? I do. I do. I do. I really do try to visualize this stuff. And I would like you to see Jesus. He's got them in his hand. I think it says his right hand even. He's got them in his hand. And you know what John said in the gospel? That when you're in the hand of Jesus, you're in the hand of God, and no one can pluck you out of that. I'm using the King James word for that, okay? Because nobody's stronger than God. God can hold you. He can hang on to you, especially when you need it the worst. He can do that, and he will do that. Okay, so you see him here. He's got this, the, the, the angels in his, uh, oh, his right hand, yeah. And what does he do? He walks freely among the churches. Freely. So if, if, if he wanted to pay a visit to this church, he'd just come and visit this church. If he wanted to go to one of the other churches, he'd go there and he'd visit that church. So he walks freely among these, these lampstands. Now, when you get to the last of the churches, he's on the outside knocking, trying to get in. Bad rep for the churches, okay? All is not well, okay? It begins well, but it's, it's not well. Yeah. Uh, things go amiss. And how long have you, I know you've been here 17 years. How long have you been pastoring? Tw uh, 23, did you? Oh, 33, 33. 
It's excellent. You know that a million things can go wrong in a church. <laughs> yeah. We're going we're gonna to work on that a little bit more too, okay? I hope as, as we go here. But, but you're, but you're getting a little bit of a feel for this, okay? I, especially when it tells us plainly in the previous verse about the right hand being, you know, the stars or the angels and then the lampstands or that. Uh, and it really makes a lot of sense because Jesus says, uh, you are the light of the world. And I like the one in uh, Philippians. I, matter of fact, I love to read that during the Christmas uh, time uh, where it says, uh, you shine as lights in the universe. Amen. Okay, that's your job to shine as lights in the universe. So that kind of, so this is the person we're being introduced to. Okay, Th this is our first look at, the, at Jesus here uh, in Revelation. We're, we're told about that. Okay, let's go to our next one. That... Uh, I, I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people. Oh, that's, that's a pretty good compliment. Yeah. That you have tested those who claim to be apostles, but are not. And that meant a lot to the churches, whether you were an apostle or not. And that's why Paul had to argue about that sometimes and prove that, that he was an apostle, that he actually saw Jesus. He didn't see him like the other apostles had, but he actually saw Jesus on the road to Damascus. And he had to argue for that sometimes. But uh, th this church, this church at Ephesus could test people. Well, you say you're an apostle. Well, let's say you do something. <laughs> I'm not sure how they did that. I, I, I'm just flipping there, okay? And I'm not sure how that was done. But it was done. It, it, they had a way to test those who claim to be an apostle but are not and have found them to be false. You, oh, you know how uh, you, you, you would uh, have a, um, uh, know, know that a prophet is from, is from God? Anybody know? Uh, you can tell that a prophet's from God or not? If what they say actually happens. <laughs> Just write it down. If what they say will actually happen, you know. They'll see, okay. I'm sorry? Yes. Yeah. There, here we go. Okay, well, this church could do that. Uh, they, they, they could do that. You, you have persevered and have endured hardship for my name and have not grown weary. They had a little grit to them. And uh, they faced difficulties. And... Okay, let's go to the, to the next one. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Uh, by the way, uh, the language is not definite here. It could be your first love or, as translated here, the love you had at first. What's their problem? 
they aren't loving like they used to. They've come off the honeymoon. Yes, they are not loving like they used to. I'm sorry? Yeah, and, and exactly. And one of, the, one of the arguments is that they got so good at being able to detect who's who and what's what that that's all they did. And they didn't love like they used to. So I, well, I'm reading this and, and, and obviously working on it, but, but thinking about, and so I, I started thinking, well, how did I respond to Jesus when, when I first gave my life to him? What was that like? Oh, and I can remember that text where it says all things become new. And sure enough, everything was brand new to me. I was like, I maybe just saw for the, for the first time. And I, I remember that. And the preacher would give an invitation. I, I responded. He said, well, what are, you, what are you doing here? I, well, I love my mama. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Well, I didn't get it. Oh, no, but I, I'm coming anyway. If, especially if they offered something like, Lord, speaking to you, call, call. Yes. <laughs> so I would go up there, shake hands with the preacher or tell the preacher this or that, you know. I was ready. Yeah, I was on my honeymoon with Jesus. And, but it's easy to be jaded. And, and I think that's what, what happened to the church here. They didn't have the same love that they had at first. They just, they just didn't have that. Uh, um, one of the things I, I, I've been working with lately, I tell you, one of the things I've been working with lately is, and, and pastor helps me more than anything, he don't even know this, more than anything, is to go to God and tell him, I know I'm not what I ought to be, but this is me, and I'm here today, and I hope you can use me and go from here. And, you know, because we, we have that sense of failure about us, and we're right. See, they're, they're not saying the church is wrong. The church can be absolutely right, but there's more important things than being right. Thank you. And that more important thing is love. That's the more important thing is love. So I've been practicing on that. I've been practiced on loving my brother. We, we had a tumultuous relationship, and he's no longer here. He died when he was 63 years old. Didn't treat himself very well. Wasn't very good to himself. That's just the way he was. And I don't think I helped him very much. Maybe I should have. Maybe I could have. I don't know. But I would like to think now 
I'm learning to love better. And I'm learning to love more. And see beyond the difficulties that we might have. And that's the way this church was. It, for, it got real good at detecting the, the weirdos and the, and, and the uh, uh, goofies and, and all that. They got real good at that. But somehow along the line, they became jaded. And they looked in everybody with a sense of suspicion rather than with the love and openness that we should have like children. Yeah, go ahead, uh, Heidi. And they usually need more help than we give them, or that we're able to give them. But they sure could use our love while they work that out. They sure could use our, our support. Very often we're like the kindergarten teacher that goes to see Johnny, and, and she goes to tell Johnny, well, Johnny, you got your shoes on the wrong feet. And he just crumbles up and cries like, and the teacher said, well, what's, why are you crying so much? She said, teacher, these are the only feet I have. <laughs> and that's the way church members are. Son. You know this, don't you, Pastor? That's the way church members are sometimes. We tell them, well, you got this wrong. And how do they take it? Yeah. Well, this is the only feet I have. Yeah. So... Let's make sure that, and our pastor does a tremendous job about that. Much better than I did all through. I, I'm putting, not putting myself down. I'm just telling you, he just does a great job. And the first time I came here, I, I was in like this uh, second to the last row or, or the, the last row right over there by myself. I came to this church and I could feel God's love. I just wept. I could feel God's love. I just didn't tell Joan about it even. Just brought her. Next Sunday, we brought her to church. Guess what she did? She stood and cried. Because we felt like we, had been, we, we needed to be loved, and we felt loved when we came into this church. Don't lose that first love. Keep that love. Don't, whatever you do, don't lose that. And he, Paul would, would write uh, about such things. Now there remain faith, hope, love. And the greatest of these is love. And, you know, great passage, obviously. It's uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 13 and, and that. So uh, that, that's the, the, the real issue with this church is that, okay? Now let's go to the next uh, Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. And what was it they did at first? Love. Love. Do, do what, you, what you did at first, and that was uh, love. Mm. I'm not sure where I'll... I, uh, first, if, if you do not repent, I will come 
and, and remove your lampstand. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I just let it be visual for you. Here's all these lampstands around there, and there's seven of them, okay? And, and seven is the number in the Bible for? Perfect, complete, yeah, yeah, okay? And so if, if you can't conform to this word of Jesus, what will happen to you? We'll set you aside. Set you aside. Okay. Um, Lampstand from its place. In other words, it has a place. It should take that place. Okay. But you have this in your favor. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans. Here's another thing. You are not held responsible for the pronunciation of these words and names, okay? Okay. <laughs> the, the, the practice of the Nicolaitan, which I also hate. See? And, and now, now Jesus knew, but this church could, could root them out and, and could tell them uh, right away. Okay, go ahead. The holy place, yes. And so that represents the Holy Spirit and the presence of the light of God. Yes. So when you're talking about the lampstand here, it couldn't be otherwise. At least for sure, the number seven holds true there and here. At least for sure that. And I, I, and I think you're right to make that connection, which I did not do working on this. I didn't do that. But I think you're right to make that connection. And I've always wondered, well, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A, a reference to that light that is in the holy place. Uh, and only the priests get into that area. Uh, that, that was reserved for, for the priest. Yes, oh, excellent, yes, yes, we are. And make no mistake, that's what God wanted, even when he took them out of the land of Egypt, was to make them a kingdom of priests and kings. That's what his intention uh, to do uh, with, with those people. And it said, that, that is said quite clearly in the text, if, if you read it. I think it's just one time, but it does, that's the only time it has to be in there is one time to be true. So, uh, but, that, but that's it. Um, so they, they, they could hate this group. We'll find it. Okay. Uh, they, they hate this group, which, which he hates. Now, identifying who they are is not as easy as you might think. <laughs> okay, yeah, it, it becomes really difficult to, to uh, identify, although we have this group popping up at least two other times. Uh, in, uh, we, we think this is kind of a libertine group, is what we think it is. Um, and it's uh, Gnosticism that, not uh, wait, wait. That's me. I'm saying that, okay? There, there's absolutely no absolute connection to this, okay? I'm just having a way to think about it myself, 
all right? And it's easy to have Gnosticism in the church, okay? Um, and, and how it bubbles up is the flesh is evil, or matter is evil, and the spirit is good. And that's how it will manifest itself in its early stages, okay? But where it goes from there is almost anybody's guess. Because once you accept that premise, then, what do, you, what do you do with yourself if you're all matter or flesh is evil? What do you do with yourself? You're just evil, you know? So, you know, there, so you try, you know, put it down. You, know, you, you all heard about monks that beat themselves. Oh, I'm miserable, I'm no count, and I need to be beat regularly. And so that's one way. I don't suggest that. I think that's not a good thing. But you'll find if you pay attention, people beat themselves up all the time. And they're working this out some form. Okay? I'm, I'm trying to do very little of that. Amen? Let's just try to do very little of that. Okay? Go ahead. That's an excellent, excellent uh, observation to make. Excellent way to say that. Now, now, I wish I'd have said that that, that way myself. Yeah, uh, because, okay. But, but here, okay, there, so you have the, the one who, who beats him. The, the other one might say, holding the same rough premise of reality, would say, well, spirit is good, matter is evil, Never the two should meet, so it doesn't matter what I do. I can do anything I want. It won't affect my spirit because my spirit's what? Good. The rest of me, not so good. How do, again, it's how that works out and, and what, happens, uh, what happens from there. Okay, let me see. Yes. I, that's what I was getting from, from Daryl. Is that right, Daryl? Did I hear you right? Yeah. 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 And... Uh, uh, obviously, you can make that connection, especially on the premise that it gives light to the priest, and we are all priests now uh, who, who come to uh, Jesus Christ. We have all become priests. Uh, all right, um, let me see. Uh, one, one writer had it this way, when orthodoxy costs too much, Yeah, and, and you can be right and, and have it right 
But if you lose that first love and that, and that acceptance, um, it, it really won't matter much from there. If, here, here's, and this is one way I face this in my life, okay? Uh, as a young man, now I've, I've, I think I was a lot more vulnerable than I am now, you know, how, how that goes. But when I was a, a young man, being right was important. And, and, I, and you know, being right is, it's not good for your marriage. <laughs> it's just not good. And when I realized that being kind is more important than being right, it made all the difference. It's like the preacher said, you know, when your membership in your church gets out of your hair and into your heart, it'll make all the difference in the world. Amen. Make all the difference in, in the world. Okay. But this is a church that did orthodoxy really well, but had left the love that they had at first, or their first love. So... Uh, Yeah, if it wasn't the same issue, it was the same results. The same result, right? Yes. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, you're exactly you're exactly right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Repent and return. Whoever has, oh, in every one of these, uh, there, there is this sober ending to them. In every, in every one of these, even if it's a little bit different each time, there's still that sober, I call that sober, uh, there's that solemn ending to it. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Yeah. And uh, of course, now uh, this uh, shifts back to Genesis. Yes. And uh, you have all those, all those beginnings there. Okay. Uh, now it doesn't, I'm going to come back to that in a minute. Doesn't mean that you don't have anything to do, because you 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 do have something. You need to you need to be working on yourself continually, and working. But don't ever lose that love, and and remember, it's it, you're a people too. If you love people, and you should, if you're following Jesus Christ, you should try to love people as He loved them, best as best you can. And I thought, again, the, the pastor did such a, a good job when he said, you get that sense of love from God, and then you'll have something to really give away uh, to other people, to, 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 to 
you know, to, to get uh, settled in that. But you do have something to work on. And you know the Cain and Abel story? And what, what did God tell Cain? Sin is, yes, is crouching at the door. You must master it. And that's your job. That's your job. And your relationship with Jesus Christ is to master that. Okay? Well, you say, I need help. Well, that's what the Lord's there for. And the Holy Spirit is, is, is helping you all the way. But it's your job. That's what you do. You change those things as best you can. So there's a sobering. D did you hear anything tonight? <laughs> See? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm. I'm going to work on that idea of being victorious. That's the one I'm kind of in the back of my mind now. And you guys' fault, you guys started talking about that. Uh, it's been a few weeks ago now, but, um, but I got that in the back of my mind. I would like to understand some things before I get out of this particular uh, teaching, okay? But I, I really do want to work on... Uh, to become victorious. And it, to me, it is really good that this is said to the church at Ephesus. Do you compare these books of the Bible? I do as best I can, you know. In other words, Old Testament, New Testament. And, and what would you say, just right off the top of your head? Yeah, well, you don't have to say anything. If I ask you, what's the most victorious book in the Old Testament, would, would would you would you have something right up? I, I'm taking Joshua. Would you? What are you going to do? Where are you going to go there? And I stepped on before you got a chance. I, but I didn't want to have pressure on you. I really didn't. I just didn't want to have pressure. Go ahead, Daryl. Go ahead. I just don't want to be the first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so, so you, 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 you think, the, the most, to me, the most victorious book in the Old Testament, this is a judgment call. I mean, we're, we're okay. It, to me, it's Joshua. Uh, this, and some of you know, in the beginning, we, we, we can go into that uh, somewhat later. So it's the most victorious book. And I've heard this compared a lot of times. You know the most victorious book that you have in the New Testament? Ephesians. Ephesians. So, I may work at that. That may be where I'm going to work. Okay? Maybe by splicing them somewhat, I can start to make sense on how to live an overcoming life. Okay? To, to be on that victorious side. And then... Because that's where, what? Life is. And, and that's why when, when it come up about Ezekiel, man, I, I, I wouldn't mind doing that 30, I think it's 38 and maybe 37 chapter where he says to those dry bones, live, 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 live. Whatever you do, live. 
And every time you get a chance to live with a capital L, live with a capital L. That's what you're created for. That's what you're here for, is to live and live life to its fullest. What did Jesus say? I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Put me down for that. Amen? Guy goes to my funeral, he will not be saying, boy, don't he look good, because I ain't taking nothing with me. I'm going to spend it right here if I can. Spend it right here. Matter of fact, I'm thinking about what am I going to do when I'm 80? Because in next year, 20, in 23, I'm going to turn 80. Joey says, you want to jump out of an airplane? I wouldn't want to get that serious about it, Joey. <laughs> but I haven't made up my mind yet. And I, I, but I actually, if you remember the look on my face, I took you very seriously. He said, I'll jump with you. Now, there's an offer. Can you refuse? I don't know. I'm working on it. But I want to take a bite of that tree of life. Amen? Go ahead, Daryl. But, but you have access to it. That's what you need. But Adam and Eve were taken away, so they could not eat this tree. And I love it when somebody says, if because they would ever live in their sin. Yeah. And there are things for you to do, things for you to achieve, things for you to master, and you can and you will if you continue with it, okay? And, and uh, that's, what, that's what you want. I think we better quit there. Is that the, that's the end of it, isn't it? That's the end of this one? We do not have time to go on. Uh, but it, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you that now, yeah, we, we're about th two minutes, three, two and a half, three minutes early, okay? Um, but uh, Smyrna now will not take near as long, okay, because... We, we got the, the, the introduction. What are the seven stars? This is going to be on the test. What are the seven stars? The angels. What's, what's the lampstand? The churches. Okay. And when we start out, Jesus has walked freely among the churches. Toward the end of this, uh, talking to the churches, he's tr knocking, trying to get in. Okay, uh, let's close in prayer. Lord, we thank you that you're dealing with us and that you care enough to help us along. Let us really learn to love, not in some kind of ignorant way. We, but man, there's more to life than being right. Learning to love others and to accept their love. Ah, now that's what life is about. And we want to thank you for that. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.